Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> it's going to be our last show until the holidays, so have a great one, you and yours, everybody out there. we got Harvey and we've got Joe. We'll take you for another 60 minutes. Then we'll hand things off to Larry and Gordon, who are going to take you the rest of the night here on 98. Point seven, ESPN. So no show for us tomorrow because we got Rangers hockey, and then of course Thursday being Thanksgiving, and we'll be back with you on Friday at one o'clock for MetLife Stadium for Jet pregame there with the Jets and the Dolphins. So in in, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I was thinking we'd do this. Spirit of Thanksgiving. New York sports. What do we have to be thankful for in this city? With our teams, our athletes, right? Is there a lot to be thankful for? Well, if you want to start with the season that we're currently embroiled in right now with the National Football League, like with the Giants and the Jets, it goes without saying both of these teams are having tough years. Jets are four and six, Giants are three and eight. So that's seven and 14. They've lost two thirds of their games. Not a lot to be thankful for if you're a fan of either one of these teams, right? You can't even sit there and use the Aaron Rodgers crutch anymore because you don't know when he's coming back and if he's coming back. And if he does come back, what is he coming back to? Right? Maybe not anything all that fancy if this team is already playing out the string. So maybe he can move on from the football. Baseball-wise, well, let's see. Yankees are coming off their worst season in 30 years. The Mets just had to blow everything up again because a year after winning 101 games, they crashed and burned and were one of the biggest disappointments in all of Major League Baseball. But you still have some good players in this town, right? I mean, Aaron Judge is here. Garrett Cole is here on the Yankees side of things, and they're not going anywhere. Garrett Cole, best pitcher in the American League. He just won a Cy Young Award. Aaron Judge just had his number retired out at Fresno State, even though a Yankee fan probably doesn't care about that, but it happened. Send him a congratulations. And the Mets, you know, you got some good players on that team, but Pete Alonso might be an ex-Met in a year or so if you're a big Polar Bear fan. And there's a lot of uncertainty as to which direction the Mets are heading in. You move on over to the basketball court. We just got done talking about the Knicks a little while ago. Knicks, I think, are in a good place, right? They're heading in the right direction. They've given you... An exciting brand of basketball, largely over the last few seasons, right? Two playoff appearances. You figure that there's going to be another playoff appearance this year, and then maybe even better days to come. Brooklyn, well, for the last few years, Brooklyn has pretty much been a circus. And now they've gotten rid of all that stuff, and now they're trying to build it brick by brick, little by little, and do it the right way. And the Nets are a team that, You know, if they sneak into the play-in tournament when it's all said and done, great. That's what I kind of think their ceiling probably is this year. Hockey-wise, let's face it, that might be where you have the most to be thankful for in this town. Rangers are good, right? Rangers are playing really, really well. And I know it's early in the season, but still, 
Guys that you hoped to be playing at a high level are playing at a high level. Peter Laviolette has brought, and I think, an enthusiasm to that group. Just a breath of fresh air to that group. And Peter Laviolette, even though he's not maybe like a rah-rah guy specifically, he's somebody that usually where he goes, he wins. At least right off the bat. And I don't think it's any secret that that's why the Rangers are having the success that they're having right out of the gates here in the first couple of months. Islanders, well, I wish I could sit here and tell you that things are going to turn around for them. You know, they got a lot of work to do, and they better do it quickly. Because in the NHL, Thanksgiving is kind of like that unofficial mile marker that you pay attention to. Because generally speaking, I don't know what the exact stat is, like, the teams that are in playoff position on Thanksgiving, I don't know if it's like 70% of them or something like that, are the ones that end up making the playoffs when it's all said and done. Now, the Devils wouldn't be one of those teams, as you and I are talking right now. But the Devils have a built-in excuse because they were missing arguably one of the best players in the NHL in Jack Hughes for a few games. Now he's back. And they've been out their captain Nico Heischer for the last few months, or a few months, few weeks. And he's now just starting to skate again. I think the Devils will be fine and turn it around. But they've got a lot of exciting young talent on that team. So if you were looking at all the sports in this city, and feel free, feel free to chime in, by the way, in this discussion, right? It's the holidays. We all have an opinion. We all have our say in these things. Pound for pound, you might be talking about the hockey teams in this city giving us the most to be thankful for right now. And who would have thought that was possible? Harvey's not going to sit here and tell you the freaking Red Bulls. There's nothing to be thankful for there, right, Harv? Well, look, they beat NYCFC twice this season, so that's all I got. But that's And that's all you got, though? Made the playoffs again. That's it. And they got a new manager, and they got a new... So they're looking for a new manager and a new GM. They said by Christmas they'll likely be done. It's going to happen by Christmas. That's what they said. I don't know anymore. Any leaders in the clubhouse or no? I mean, Sean Nealis is a leader. Lewis Morgan's a leader. Sad he was out the whole season, technically, so he'll be back next year. That'll buoy yeah, the you, offense. You got to get Lewis Morgan back in there. Got to. He'll be fresh 100%. off of hip surgery, yep. How many How many Thanksgiving dinners are going to be uh, talking Lewis Morgan in a couple of days? Over under 0.5? <laughs> probably <laughs> under that. Probably, exactly, exactly. So that's that's basically the state of affairs in this city right now when it comes to sports. That's what we've got. Pick it and choose it and just be thankful for the little scraps that you have because it ain't pretty right now. It really isn't. Wes is in East Hanover. He's up next here on 9870 ESPN. Hello, Wesley. How are you? I'm doing well, Dan. How you doing tonight? Outstanding, my friend. What's going on? Excellent. Man, not too much. Shout out, company. You know, I am thankful for the Devils, especially now that we're getting healthy. But my real answer is I'm thankful that we are not locked into only watching the local teams play. I'm so thankful for Red Zone. Uh, I'm so thankful uh, that we can watch the MLB package. We can watch the NHL package. We don't have to watch only the local teams. Uh, otherwise, man, it would be tough, especially football season. So that's I, what I'm most thankful for. Tonight. So Wes is thankful for modern technology, is what you're saying? That's a great. That's a great way of summing it up very concisely. Absolutely. I'm, hey, 
Hey, Wes, I'm with you on that one. I think we all are. You know, to have the options and to watch whatever the hell we want. You know, you pop open your phone, you do whatever you want. You can watch whatever game you want anytime, any place. It's fantastic. It's great. It is, and, it's, and especially since my the teams that I root for the most, they aren't local, but I still follow the local teams. But, man, back in the day when we were stuck watching our local teams only, that was tough. Uh, and then we – then we got this great invention, and now I don't know how we ever get it uh, any other way. So appreciate you taking the call, and hope you have a good night, Dan. And happy Thanksgiving to you. Wes, same to you. Happy Thanksgiving, you and the family. It's true. It re- now, look, I've become that guy this year. I think I've told a story. I didn't bother investing in the Sunday ticket this year. Had it for the last, I don't know, however many. But this year, once they switched away from DirecTV and went to the YouTube, I did not sign up. Well, a couple of reasons. Like I said, number one, I'm generally busy on Sundays doing the Jet stuff, so I'm not home to watch football consistently. And with the YouTube stuff, and I already pay for NFL Plus, so I could go back and watch the games on archive, you know, as soon as Sunday night and watch whatever game I want. So I'm not going to shell out three, $400 extra or whatever they're charging these days to have the Sunday ticket. So when I am home on Sundays, like, for example, this week, we don't have a game on Sunday. We're playing Friday. So Sunday I'll be home. I'll get to watch the football. I'm stuck watching what they're giving us locally here in New York, which means Giants-Patriots and CBS is giving you Steelers-Bengals. Uh, Not bad. I mean, I would prefer it if Joe Burrow was playing still, but those are the games I got. Sometimes you get good ones. Sometimes you get stuck with duds. It is what it is. I'm not going to complain, but it doesn't just work that way with football. To be able to watch any game, any sport, any place, any time, it's fantastic. And I'll tell you what, I think it also makes – you smarter as a sports fan because you be, you could become that much more engaged in things that are happening outside of just our area. You know, once upon a time back in the day before you had the Internet, before you had satellite, before you can watch whatever game you wanted with just, you know, a couple of clicks, you maybe only saw one team or one player, for example. In another part of the country, you might even see them only once a year depending on what sport it is. And you would just have to rely on highlights. And now the coverage is just nonstop, 24-7, especially when you're talking about the NFL. It's anytime, anywhere, around the clock. Mo is in Brooklyn up next here on 98.7. Mo, how you doing? Good evening, Dan. How are you? Mo, what is up? Great show, as always. Now, I'm going to say that this question gets asked a lot, and I'm going to say an answer to this question that I don't think has ever been said. With the current state of New York sports, the Steinbrenners are a disaster. I think the two New York football owners leave a lot to be desired. The jury's still out on Steve Cohn, and the Nets owner's a disaster. We in New York need to be thankful we have a great owner like James Dolan. He's the only one that's got two teams that are somewhat competent right now. So we got, I, I got my tongue in cheek a little bit, but a little truth. We have to be thankful we have a great owner like James Dolan. Mo, you're not wrong. Mo, you're not wrong because you know what? You're absolutely right. I just got done saying Rangers are playing well. Knicks are playing well. All is right in MSG. I've been. I I don't follow basketball. I'm only a hockey fan. So from and I'm a Ranger fan. James Dolan's my favorite owner of all my sports teams. You know what? It's hard to find exception with what the Rangers have been the last few years. And I thank you for the phone call, Mo. I do. By and large, I mean, if you go back to, what, po- post-lockout, 
and I say lock out the one that took out the whole seasons. What was that, 2005, 2006? So we're talking about, what, 15 years? Go back the last 15 years, basically when Henrik Lundqvist made his debut up until now. If you're a Ranger fan the last 15 years, you got a lot to be thankful for. They've been good. You know, they've been really, really good. Went to the Stanley Cup Finals. Had a lot of really, really good seasons. You got to see some really, really good players, an exciting brand of hockey. And now you have another good run on your hands this year with a guy who's hoisted that Stanley Cup behind the bench. And who knows where this thing could turn out. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. We come back. I love football. I really do. And I'm sure a lot of you guys too. But I've taken shots at the game and the way that it's been played and the way that it's kind of evolved into for various reasons. But a guy who played the game at a really, really high level also chimed in on the current state of affairs. you hear that when we come back. Grasso Show till the top, 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's our last show before the holiday. Last show for the week, actually. Jet game doesn't count on Friday, right? It's our last show. 800-919-3776. So, look, I've been a diehard football fan my whole life, right? From the time I could recognize what the hell it was I was watching when I was yay big. Loved the game. And I remember it being played a certain way. And yes, the game is not played exactly that same way right now. But, you know, if you're a little bit younger, this is all you know. And this is what you grew up on. And I understand that player safety is at the utmost importance. And that's why the rules have changed. And that's why the game is certainly a lot more wide open than what it once was. It's not as physical. It's not as combative, right? And it is a little bit more wide open, as we've talked about from time to time. Well, one guy who directly, indirectly benefited from these changes is Tom Brady. 
Right now, Tom Brady, remember, came into the NFL in 2000, right at a time when, you know, it was still, I would say, a little bit more old school in a way. But Tom Brady also then ended up having a career that spanned two decades. And the longevity was something that way outlived a lot of the contemporaries that he came into the sport with probably at that time or guys that came in just before him. And one of the reasons, aside from being really, really good at football, that Tom Brady was allowed to play 20 years and was able to play 20 years until he was about 45 years old is because the rules were designated to where quarterbacks in particular were protected extremely, extremely well. You know, a generation before that, quarterbacks, you could rip their head off. You could break their leg. You could spin on them, do whatever the hell you want, and chances are you weren't even going to get flagged for it. It was a lot different game. Now, I think it's kind of been made a mockery of the whole situation. We're roughing the passer. Personal foul penalties are being thrown at players, defensive players that are barely even making contact with these quarterbacks. But the league is bending over backwards to protect them because they realize that the quarterback is more often than not going to be the star of the show. And those are the guys that you want on the field, that you want on the TV, especially with these flashy primetime national TV matchups. All right, I get it. It's a star-making league. You want the quarterbacks out there. After all, they're the ones that are making the most money, right? So Tom Brady popped on the show with our guy Stephen A. Smith. And had some interesting things to say about the current state of affairs in the National Football League. Take a listen. There's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect themselves. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Yeah, but you know what? And that's why I said the subtle differences. Because if Tom Brady was still playing in 2023, and I know that he was only playing up until last year, I get it. But nowadays, quarterbacks don't have to worry about leading the receiver over the middle. And receivers don't have that fear of going over the middle because you don't have the Ray Lewis's, the Ronnie Lotts, the, you know, Jack Tatum's, the Rotten, whatever names, you know. Remember Chuck Cecil? He was another guy back in the day who would just knock your head off. Because now players don't do that. Because they know that they can't put a licking on a player because they're going to get a flag. And some of them might even get disqualified from a game. College right now, they have targeting penalties. To where even if you don't necessarily target or lead with your head, you get thrown out of a game if they deem it's vicious enough. That there was, you know, direct intent. So I get it. I really and truly get it. But back in the day, that's why. That was a thing. You had wide receivers who sometimes took their lives into their own hands by just running around over the middle knowing that if they get a pass thrown thrown their way and if they go out and they make the catch, that they are going to get absolutely demolished 
because the defender's job at the time was to make sure that the ball was dislodged from the player. You're playing defense, just like nowadays. Guy goes up for a pass, a defender comes over, tries to hit the player hard to be able to dislodge the ball, but now you get a flag thrown in your direction. Unnecessary roughness, defenseless receiver penalties. They didn't have defenseless receiver penalties back in the day. He talked about the coaching being a little mediocre and subpar. I I don't disagree. And I'm not sitting here naming names specifically and say that this guy's not a good coach or this guy's not a good. But the difference is, is that the rules don't even allow coaches to even be able to, quote unquote, coach players to the extent that they used to. Think about the offseason programs, right? You're only allowed to have X amount of hours with players in the offseason, X amount of days, X amount of practices on the field. Didn't used to be like that. You know, we sit there and ha-ha training camp today versus training camp back in the day when you had two-a-days. Now, I mean, these training camp practices, they're like, what, an hour and 45 minutes long? They have water breaks, everything. It's not like it used to be. And, yeah, the fundamentals have taken a hit, a thousand percent. I mean, just watch any game. Look at some of these guys on defense who, and I've talked to a lot of players about this. Most defensive players that I come across, like, just to pick their brains. Not even, like, in a formal, I'm sitting there conducting an interview. Just, just, just talking about football, talking about the game, the day in, day out. And there isn't a defensive player that I will come across that I am just curious as a fan of football where I want to know from them, do you have to change the way you play because of how the rules are generated now? You know, do you got to go about your job differently? Because it would almost be damn near impossible to go out there and play at a full speed where they want you to play fast, they want you to play physical, uh, violent, all rolled into one. But you also have to do it with your foot on the brake. Because God forbid if you're too fast and too physical and too violent, you're going to get a flag thrown your way. And then you're actually hurting your team. And when you think you're just going out there to make a good football play. That's the reality. You know, you can't slow up. You can't let up. But I do see guys watching games each and every week who are almost, dare I say it, the only word that I could come up to to describe it is they're afraid to tackle. Like instead of actually like throwing yourself at a player, wrapping up, using your hands, they're afraid to actually like engage in contact because it's almost like they don't want to get a flag thrown their way. Like I see this. It's almost like they have their arms like glued to the rest of their bodies. And that's really, really sad. And you can't tell me for a second that that's not because of the way the game is now officiated. And with Tom Brady, look, it's risk-reward. You take the good with the bad because one of the reasons Brady played till he was 45 is because he played in an era where you can't touch the damn quarterback. Right? All these other guys... That played, you know, in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 60s. They didn't play till they were 45. Because they got an absolute beating. You had the ball in your hand every play. They were trying to rip your head off. And back then, a hell of a lot more stood. You know, Drew Brees, same thing. Playing until he was about 40 years old. Yeah, he was born at the right time. Played in the right era of football. That helps. 
So it's interesting that Tom would acknowledge how the game has maybe changed a little bit and not for the better, and I agree with him on that. But in the next breath, he should also say, hey, man, one of the reasons that I was able to play as long as I did was because the quarterback is ultra-protected right now. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Nick is in New Jersey. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Nick. Hey, Dan. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, Nick. What's up? Good. Um, so I will uh, agree with, with you on one part. You know, Tom definitely did um, benefit a lot. You know, the, you could easily go back to especially that, that AFC Championship game a few years back uh, with who was it, Chris Jones, where he got the, the rough and the, the, the passer. But he definitely uh, also early on in his career did, did get lit up. But I, I, if just listening to what, what you were saying and then trying and then kind of thinking about it all, all day as well, because oh, in more in recent years, the league is definitely more offensive. You know, it's a lot harder to play defense for all the reasons that you said, officiating, you can't hit the guys the way that, that, that they used to, yada, yada. But then if you, especially this season, if you look at the product on the field, it's just not not that good. If anything, I feel like it's actually going backwards. Like the offenses are actually regressing, even with all of the rules that are in place to help the the offense um, produce more. So, uh, in, in your opinion, why do you think 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 that that is? And I'll hang up and I'll listen to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, because it's like you can't have both. You can't have your cake and eat it too. If you're trying to make the game safer, which means you're trying to minimize contact, and in a lot of ways, it's almost, you know, we could sit there and throw around the jokes. And, you know, when you're watching football on Sundays and you see these clips pop up on social media and look at how outlandish this roughing the passer penalty was. He barely touched him. And it's almost like becoming flag football. That's why. Because in order to make the game safer, they're going to try to minimize the contact. And fundamentally, you're having a drop-off with certain players in certain positions on a football field because tackling is atrocious. Guys don't know how to tackle anymore. Half the time, it looks like they don't want to wrap up. But then on the other hand, when you sit there and want to get on them for not actually perfecting their technique, you say, well, wait, maybe they're just doing it because they're afraid that they're going to get a penalty thrown their way if they do it a certain way. I mean, shoot, look at what – we spend so much time talking about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers is able to still play football at the age of 40 when he's healthy is because of this error right now. They take real good care of the quarterback. Now, ironically, he goes down with a season-ending injury when he gets sacked on a plane. It wasn't that vicious of a hit. It was just a normal takedown, and, you know, his foot got planted underneath the guy. It happens. It's football. And I always see, like, I always try to put myself in other people's shoes because folks that are, let's say, you know, 20 years old. And I think back to how I was at that age and, you know, a, a fan of the game and how I observed and absorbed the game. You know, 20 year old football fans, for example. So you were probably, like, just coming into it around, like, you know, 2009, 2010. And it wasn't long after that when I think the game started to change a little bit into what we now see present day. So this is like the only thing that you know. And yeah, football's great because even this version of football is still better than almost anything out there. And anytime you sit there and try to convey to people, it's like, oh, well, you know what? It was better back then. You say the same thing about the NBA. I mean, I've said the same thing about the NBA for just as long. And it's got nothing to do with, you know, rules and physicality. It's just game was different. Right? 
There wasn't such an emphasis on three-point shooting back in the day like there is right now, which is basically like all it is. It's like, hey, let's see how many points we can score, run and gun up and down the field or up and down the court and just shoot up threes. This is all you know, and that's okay, but I'm here to tell you that kind of like what Brady was saying, once upon a time it was even better. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Steelers relieving Matt Canada of his duties as offensive coordinator earlier today. Um, I, I saw this. Did you guys see that video, by the way? I showed up on like somebody's TikTok thing where I forgot what game it was that the Steelers won. It was, I guess, early in the season, but now they, like, brought it back to life because of what happened with Matt Canada. So the Steelers won a game, and they're, somebody's, like, videotaping them entering the locker room right after, and Matt Canada uh, hugs it out with one of the other coaches or something like that. And then Chris Boswell, who's the Steelers' kicker, is maybe, like, four or five people behind in the line, like, waiting to enter the locker room. And so right after Canada embraces the other coach or whatever, like you could hear Boswell say, and they captured it on the camera, he's like, yeah, it's not like we won because of you, though. So this dude was not well-liked in the locker room. I don't claim to be close to the situation, but, you know, the Steelers don't do this. This is the first time the Steelers have, have fired an assistant coach, or really any coach, in season in like 80 years or something like that. It really has, you know, the Steelers are known for their stability more probably than any organization, maybe in professional sports. Remember, they've had three head coaches in the last 50-plus years. I'm going to go from Chuck Knoll to Bill Cowher to Mike Tomlin. That's, that's pretty damn good. You know, Giants have had, what, three coaches in the last four or five years? Jets not too far behind, right? So it's no secret that stability matters a little bit. So Matt Canada's shown the door. And the Steelers, by hook or by crook, even though they have an underperforming offense, they've been outgained in all 10 games this season in total yardage. And yet they have a winning record at 6-4. and four. And now they go into Cincinnati this week and they're going to play a Bengals team that doesn't have Joe Burrow. We'll see what Jake Browning does. Never bet against the Steelers. I learned that lesson a long time ago. Never count that team out. 
You want to talk about being well coached? You want to talk about having a plan? They are always going to be a factor. Look at what happened last year. That wasn't even a good team last year. They were breaking in a rookie quarterback, and yet they went on a surge late in the season to where they still had a pulse in the last couple of weeks of the year. And boy, last night again, if you watch that Monday night game, you just sit there and, and, and question yourself aloud. How are the Jets the only team to beat the Philadelphia Eagles? I, I thought the Eagles were going to get smoked last night. And in the first half, it looked that way. You know, Kansas City had themselves a pretty nice, healthy lead there. And then the Eagles found a way to just scratch and fight and claw and get themselves back into it. Look, I understand it's not going to make up for the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have the ultimate last laugh there. But if I told you Kansas City with a 10-point lead at halftime in their building, you think they found a way to win the game. But Kansas City... The lowest scoring team in the NFL in the second half of games this year, which is shocking. Like, how is that even possible, right? They didn't really tack on enough. Jalen Hurts hung around, made some plays. A couple of key turnovers, too, by Kansas City cost them. And Philadelphia, that was a really, really good win for them. Really, really good win. I mean, they're, they're the best team in football right now. They really and truly are. And you know what? I think San Francisco's really good. And I know that they went through their rut there where they lost three in a row, but now they've righted themselves as they've gotten a little bit healthier. But right now, if they meet in the NFC Championship game again, guess what? That game is being played in Philly, just like it was last year. Now, I know the 49ers lost their quarterbacks and didn't have a quarterback really in the game, but that is a big, big edge for them to get themselves back to the Super Bowl. And then on the other side, if you want to play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game as a Jet fan, and what opportunity you had maybe staring you in the face at the beginning of the season with Aaron Rodgers. Remember, we, we spent a lot of time in the summer talking about Super Bowl or bust, you know, and I, and I wasn't necessarily on that train. I didn't believe it. But what say Rodgers didn't get hurt? And the AFC played itself out exactly the same way as it is right now. You tell me right now in this conference who's unbeatable. That if the Jets had Aaron Rodgers... Who couldn't they potentially beat? I mean, Kansas City's, I mean, can't they almost beat Kansas City with Zach Wilson as their quarterback? Probably should have beat him that night, right? Baltimore's a team that the Jets have never matched up well against. I will say that, and I still think push comes to shove. They, they might be the best team, not just because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, but they're playing like it. Got to keep eight, uh, eight healthy more than anything else. Cleveland has no quarterback. Cincinnati now has no quarterback. It's remarkable how everything has just kind of unfolded the way it did, but those are the breaks. I mean, think about it. Think about this for a second, right? Patrick Mahomes, in his illustrious career so far, Patrick Mahomes has never had to play a road playoff game. Let that sink in for a second. Isn't that almost unfathomable? That the good fortune and really the good performance that the Kansas City Chiefs have put forward ever since he's taken over as the starting quarterback, he has not had to play a road playoff game. And this is a guy who's went to three Super Bowls already. Remarkable. It really and truly is. Let's say hi to Tony in the car. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Tone, how are you? Tony, you there? Going once. All right, we're going to have to say goodbye to Tony. He was there. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. We don't. We don't. That's on Tony. We took the call. 
God bless you. Let's try Robert in Manhattan. He's up next. Robert, how are you? Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Dan. Hello, Robert. A couple Robert. of things. I think, I think Baltimore could take Kansas City, whether in Kansas City or Baltimore. How's about them apples? I, I don't think you're crazy, but you know what? Here's the thing with Kansas City, though, this year. that, that I, I mean, we're 10 games in. People should have figured this out already. Kansas City's best unit this year has been their defense, not the Patrick Mahomes-Travis Kelsey offense. It has been their defense, so that defense late in the year is what might end up having to be relied upon more even than the quarterback. Now, I want to ask you about Sunday's football schedule. I was looking in my TV listing, and it said, uh, you're right, uh, Giants and Patriots. (laughs) What a dog that's going to be. But it said CBS a doubleheader. Are you telling me that CBS is not going to rescue us with Buffalo with Pitts, uh, Buffalo with Philadelphia? That's a four, that's the four o'clock game. Oh, that's the four. Yeah, but the, isn't the Giant game the one o'clock game? Giants are on Fox on on Sunday. Yeah, at one, I think. Right, the CBS game at one o'clock is in New York is Pittsburgh Cincinnati. The Giants game is on Fox at one o'clock, and then the right, the, so the Bills and the Eagles are four o'clock on CBS. Good, uh, that we get rescued. Now, last question. Thursday, three games. If I say to you, do you think that the winners will be Dallas, Detroit, and San Francisco? Any yays or nays? I would say that's a safe bet on all three, right? Okay. I would have to think so. Okay. Well, it just shows that by Thanksgiving we get the pretenders and we get the contenders, and I still think Detroit's going to have something to say about the NFC. So I, let me wish you and yours a very happy Turkey Day and at least a room for lots of dessert. And Robert, same to you and yours as well, and enjoy the football. See, Rob, Robert's all like he's on top of all the schedule stuff with the TV listings. He loves that stuff. He is good to go when it comes to the TV. Um, yeah, I mean, thinking about the Thanksgiving games this year, I mean, well, look, Detroit, this is as good as Detroit's been in, in forever, right? So I don't mind having to watch them. Green Bay is actually the team that needs a lot of work. Washington, Dallas. Look, Dallas is going to beat up on them. And then the San Francisco-Seattle game is interesting. It's in Seattle. But I think that the Niners should still take care of business in that game. So the other thing, too, that was impressive about that Eagle win last night, and that was one of the games I lost in my picks last week, that was Andy Reid coming off the bye. Andy how about, so the, Andy Reid... Coming off the bye, where he's 27-4 and as a head coach throughout his career, has a 10-point lead at halftime at home. All those things rolled together. If I asked you at the half last night, what is the percentage that the Chiefs win this game? It was probably like 99.9, and Philly won it. Be nice if Marquez Valdez-Scantling actually catches that pass, which Mahomes literally put right in his hands, which he couldn't. But, hey, that's what happens. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Dan Grossa Show on 98.7 ESPN. Tim Boyle getting the start Friday for the Jets against the Dolphins. He talked today at Florham Park about the plan against Miami. Yeah, like I said after the game, I think my priority this week is going to be getting the ball out on time. I'm not trying to take sacks. So I think just getting the ball in our playmakers' hands and let them have fun with it and just keeping us on pace. You know, I want to get down in the red zone and score some points. I think that's going to be an important focus for us this week is just getting down there and putting points on the board, especially against a, a potent offense like the uh, Dolphins have. Works for me. Have at it. Meantime, Zach Wilson, how does he feel about being relegated to the sidelines? Not surprised, you know, either way. I mean, like I said to you guys, you know, when, when you're not scoring touchdowns consistently and, uh, you know, we're letting our defense down and we're not, we're not putting up points, I mean, what do you expect? You know, you can sit there and, you know, be happy with the progress I feel like I've made, you know, personally, but, like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if you can't score, you know, and I truly understand that. And it starts with the quarterback and it's finding a way to get it done and we're not, we're not doing that. And so... You know what, if you keep doing the same thing, nothing's going to change. So no, I understand. And lastly, Aaron Rodgers. See, we play all three quarterbacks for the Jets. He did his weekly appearance on McAfee earlier today, and despite the 4-6 and six record, he said season's not over yet. Listen, there's been some 4-6 and six teams that have made runs over the years. Back in 2016, there was a team in, in the NFC North that people were counting out. They went on a run. There was a team in 2009 in the Big Apple, well, Jersey, that was 4-6, and six, finished 9-7, and seven, went to the AFC Championship game. So, listen, the season is definitely not over. It's not dead. There's a lot left to play for. I'm excited about where I'm at in my rehab, and things are progressing as quickly as I thought they would once I've been able to jog on a treadmill and excited about getting back to the team and seeing where I'm at. I said, you can't think about that right now. If this team has any hopes of making it interesting in another month, when or Rodgers may or may not be ready to play, they got to worry about the game this week, starting with the opponent next on the schedule, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Simple as that. So, a lot of work to do, and the game will be here before you know it. We will not be here tomorrow. We won't be here the next day either because of the holiday. So, I want to wish everybody out there and their families, friends, associates, very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it, rest, be safe, and then we'll catch up again Friday afternoon from MetLife. Thanks to Jordan Renan. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to Joe. Larry and Gordon up next. Grass is saying so long. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. 98.7 ESPN. Let them boil, baby.